Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, folks. Monday, December 11th. This month is flying by. I'm sure everyone's neck deep in in, uh, grocery Christmas shopping, trying to get it done before we enter those days of uh, being frantic and running around trying to get the last minute gifts. We hope that everyone exhibits a little patience and just take your time and understand that everyone is trying to accomplish same. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We'll visit with Guy Williams, president, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. We'll get the latest on inflation and employment news. Also, the U.S. mail relative to informed delivery, deep fake images part two. We talked about that last week in Louisiana law and the growing world of preppers. In the 11 o'clock hour, we'll visit with Raphael Goinecci, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. We'll talk about juvenile crime. Uh, the DA, Jason Williams, has modified his stance on utilizing the habitual offender statute. We'll talk about material witness warrants, and we'll talk about advocating for high bail for violent offenders and some of the challenges that the juvenile justice system is having, not only here but throughout the state of Louisiana. At 10.30, Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers, joins us. Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman Trophy. What a night that was. Um, such a humble young man. Just really enjoyed uh, watching him receive that award. We'll talk about um, that accomplishment uh, for Jaden Daniels and, of course, for the um, Louisiana State University Fighting Tigers. Last Monday, Guy Williams was talking about a case uh, relative to deep fake pornography and an individual that had been convicted of same and that there's been more and more and more articles being written about this phenomenon. Well, it turns out that Louisiana was one of the first states really out in front of this phenomena, having passed a law dealing with deep fake porn. And the author of that legislation, Senator Jeremy Stein, Republican from District 27, joins us to talk about it. Senator, welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Sheriff. Thanks so much for having me. So, Senator, this is one of those good things that it's it's good to be first in, right, that we recognize the threat to our kids, to adults, to all within our community and doing something about it legislatively. Absolutely, Sheriff. And, and first off, thank you for having me. Thank you to Guy Williams and yourself for bringing up this important topic. And I, if I could give a shout out to Representative Lori Schlegel, who was listening to your yes. show and said, hey, uh, this is this is an important piece of legislation that we passed last session. You should go on and talk about. It. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. And of course, I'm and looking I'm gl- forward to serving with with Representative Kim Carver of Gulf Coast Bank as well soon. But I couldn't agree with you more. This is a very important uh, piece of legislation that we passed, and we are one of the first. And it was because I've 
um, New York had trouble prosecuting some of these crimes. But we can dive into that if you'd like, Sheriff. Yes, please. Go ahead. So they were having issues in New York of, of prosecuting these crimes because it's, it's so new, this AI technology, this deep fake technology. And for the, your listeners, just real quick, the, the most troublesome, ma- malicious deep fakes, uh, which, again, is just swapping. You, you could take an image from anyone's profile picture, say, on Facebook and, and go into this uh, AI app. And there's there's plenty of them. Swap it out to make it look at, like it's that person. And unfortunately, what happens with this deep fake technology over 96 percent of the time sheriff they're using it for pornography whether it's revenge porn or what have you and so that's that's the most troublesome uh, malicious deepfakes that we're seeing is they're they're using this they're taking pictures of, of minors a lot of times or it, or even adults and swapping them out uh, onto a real say existing pornography and it looks real because of this new artificial intelligence uh, and so there was nothing on the books to go after and prosecute this so we felt the need to, to for Louisiana to be one of the first after seeing the troubles that, that New York had with it. Uh, Senator, what does the uh, the law provide for? So, so the for, for the penalties, it's it's uh, no less than ten years um, for, for the for the penalties um, uh, with uh, with the fifteen thousand dollar fine if 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 you're promoting or exchanging or or advertising or distributing any of this. Uh, unlawful deepfake uh, technology. Does the uh, does the law also prohibit the uh, possession of this material as well? It, it does, uh, and and so it's it's for the possession. Even if you create it, and you possess it. Just uh, it absolutely, it, it provides for that, um, and that's a uh, you know just because if it's if it's um, if you're in possession, not less than five uh, to twenty years, and so. Um, I, I get, give a shout out to Representative Marino, who, who helped me with uh, drafting this on the House side as well, uh, and crafting the the, um, the the limits and as well as the fines. The interesting thing about this uh, deep fake, it, it presents itself in many different ways. And just over the weekend, uh, Senator, you may have seen the story that there was a North Louisiana law enforcement agency that was going to start deploying Mercedes police cars. So I, I saw this uh, headline. I said, oh, this is interesting. Let me click on this and, and see what this is all about. They have an image of a Mercedes police car. They've got decals on the side of the Mercedes police car. Turns <laughs> out it's all bogus. It's not true. It's that, deep that's fake. Right. <laughs> and it's, that's and right. I mean, it, it, seeing, it was going across the Internet more. like wildfire. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like. You know, I was kind of hey, curious look, what Jim, what model were they going to use? That's know? right. That's right. <laughs> hey, look, and that's the thing is we we can have some fun with it uh, too. I mean, we've seen uh, I, I, you know I see plenty of it uh, where where we're having um, a lot of amusement out of cer- certain deep fakes and and but uh, it's a very serious matter when it's when it's involving uh, minors um, and and you know look teenagers can be mean and they're discovering this technology. Um, and, and so uh, it's unfortunate um, some of the things that, that have been put out there. But um, thankful we've got some legislation in place now for, for us to, uh, to prosecute this. But even in a case of this, you know, that it was obviously not true and it was supposed to be funny, it really consumed a lot of people's time because you had members of the media calling, looking around to see wh- what, what um, 
agency was doing this. They thought they had the agency, I think. They even reached out and started talking to somebody, and, and that's how they realized it was all bogus. It wasn't true at all. And you see this repeating itself over and over and over again, and people are on the defensive, e- even if it's something that's lighthearted. Uh, but, you know, and people and taxpayers are questioning decisions that are being made by individuals, and it would turn with at first blush may seem harm, harmless turns out in the not too distant future do people realize this thing's a mess that's right that's right um I, you know you, you mentioned the, the the amusing one with with the uh, mercedes uh, there's a, a great uh one called the cajun nerd experiment that's hilarious on facebook and again it's all deep fake that he uses on almost everything um and you, you know it, it's hard to there there have been several times uh like, like you know someone riding an alligator where it looks so real it, it took uh, it takes a lot of explaining uh and trying to figure out whether or not this is real and the only way to do that is to ultimately you know go to the source and try to find out uh whether it's real or not and so it's it's, it's a scary prospect yes we can have some fun with it um but uh, the scary prospect is what we're seeing with this deep fake uh pornography in the early onset of this a lot of this was being generated out of school campuses if my memory serves me correct is that true yeah well at least the ones from from new york that we saw it was it was a teenager who was mad at 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 a girl and and so he he um you know I, i think that was the first case that i that i saw but a lot of it yeah i think these are teenagers or 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 you know folks in college having uh seem to be uh, at least they think they're having fun, but they're, well, they're causing great harm, especially when it's explicit as it's been um, with, with um, the, the revenge part of it and, and making it look real and, and then distributing it. Um, and so, you know, there's been, there's been countless write-ups recently about uh, the damage it's done to people all, um, all across the country. And you're seeing more and more, unfortunately, Sheriff, you're, you're, this thing isn't slowing down. It, it, you're going to see more of these types of incidents, um, but we have to have the right tools in place to prosecute it. I have to anticipate that at some point in time in the near future, the law will be challenged, right? Uh, I, I, look, Sheriff, you, you've been dealing with law a whole lot longer than I, I would suspect so, uh, but, yeah. you know, I... I I mean, under 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 the free free speech, under the First Amendment, you know, and things of that nature. I I gotta imagine at some point, because what's going to happen, as you well know, is that people are going to start filing lawsuits against individuals that are doing this to them and ruining their reputation, altering their image. They have a right to their image. We see this with these NIL contracts that are really begun, come into vogue, uh, in in any number of walks of life, not just college football. Um, and uh, image has value, likeness has value, name has value, right? Right, but but at the same time, what, what we're talking about is it, this is essentially the weaponization of of these deep. Oh, absolutely! No, young, I'm, I'm not trying to women. justify yeah. it. I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just saying that this is going to be the next generation of this, where you know you take this most obnoxious approach that you've addressed in your legislation relative to child pornography and things of that nature. And in uh, other types of pornography too, and and um, and it's going unfor- unfortunately and hopefully not uh, that it doesn't fall by the wayside because of some of the other stuff that's going to be uh, challenged. And and 
um, I, I throw it out as a as a caution. We need to keep our eye on the ball on what we're trying to accomplish here, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, we, we there's going to be there outside of what we're discussing here today. Um, there's there's well, absolutely with digital media, we're already seeing that playing out across the country. Um, but uh, hopefully, with regards to something this this serious and, and pornographic in nature, especially dealing with minors. Um, it'll be pretty clear-cut and dry. But um, with some of these other digital images, perhaps we could see some challenges. Uh, Senator, if you don't mind, if I could just pivot, kind of curious um, how much discussion there is about going into a special session, two looming issues out there, obviously insurance and redistricting. Uh, what What's the latest? Are, are you all hearing anything? So we're here, we're hearing exactly what – Everyone else is hearing in, in the media this, this there's a potential for um, obviously special session for the redistricting uh, as well as p- perhaps a, a special session for um, something dealing with crime. Not we're not hearing as much uh, with regards to, to property insurance. We may wait until the, the regular session for that. But at the very least, we could very well see two special sessions. Uh, again, one dealing with those the, those maps where the redistricting uh, and another. Um, dealing with uh, crime. Um, and so, and, and look, property insurance is a big deal. I'm, I'm from the Lake Charles area. I represent yeah. Southwest Louisiana. We, we've been hard hit by hurricanes, Laura uh, and Delta. Um, and so, you know, we see it, uh, we see the good and the bad. Uh, look, it, folks that, that have been hard hit by these hurricanes, you know, we, we the delay tactics from insurance companies. And so we, you know, you, you have to, hit them hard and to try, try to get them to pay up. And at the same time, you have to attract insurance companies here as well. So we, it's about that, that fine balance we have to strike of, of holding insurance companies accountable while also uh, continuing to attract insurance companies um, to, to our state. And so um, those are big issues. And if I could, Sheriff, just real quick, one more issue that's, that's sort of been on the back burner, but hopefully uh, folks will start to pay attention to it, is this Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, potential sell not for profit to a for profit elements anthem that's coming up soon and this is going to affect sheriff 1.9 million Louisiana's half the state is on Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana and, and they're looking to uh, to sell to a for profit that's perhaps for another time another segment I'd be more than happy to dig into that at another date but I want folks to make sure that they're paying attention to that particular deal as well because the vast majority of state workers are on BCBS right. That's correct. Um, but, uh, again, th- yes, and, and also you've got uh, 1.9 million, so almost half of the 4.6 million Louisianans on Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana. Um, and if they sell to this, this for-profit, um, there's just a, a lot of issues that we see uh, that could potentially go wrong. We've, we've seen a study where 13 percent, uh, the premiums have, have increased by 13 percent the moment they've, they've switched to uh, this new anthem, Elevance. And so I just want to make sure that your listeners are paying attention to this deal. I said on the insurance committee, we've, uh, Senator Kirk Talbot did a wonderful job of having a, an oversight hearing with regards to this potential sell. Uh, uh, we could, all we can do is simply shine light on it. We don't have authority to, to vote yes or no. That'll be up to the, the board of directors and the members and ultimately the insurance commissioner. But uh, I just want the listeners to know that uh, this, this could potentially impact them and to pay attention to it, especially if they're a voting member of Blue Cross Blue Shield. Senator, um, do I recall that the 
board of PCBS put this on pause for the time being? It doesn't mean it's not going to move forward, but did I did I read that somewhere? You did. It, it has been put on pause, and, and uh, in fact, I think they'll be voting this week whether to to move forward with this potential deal. But it has been put on pause, and I, uh, a lot of it was due to this oversight hearing that we held, this joint insurance committee hearing that we held to shine light on this deal. Um, and um, it's on pause now. If they decide to move forward, it'll more than likely we'll see more of this potential sell um, uh, January, February of, of next year. A lot of issues, a lot of pressing issues, a lot of game-changer issues that are looming out and about. It seems to me that y'all are going to have your hands full in 2024 as y'all move through who knows how many sessions in 2024. We certainly wish y'all the best, Senator, and thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, this morning. And, again, I was going to mention – uh, Representative Lori Schlegel uh, giving me the heads up about the bill, and I, I want to thank her for sending me a text on that as well, too. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Sheriff. Uh, All righty. That's uh, Senator Jeremy Stein, Republican District 27, out Lake Charles Way. We will be right back, folks. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. Joining us, Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Chris, welcome to the show. Another Heisman winner at the Louisiana State University. Billy Cannon in 59, Joe Burrow in 2019, and now Jaden Daniels in 2023. So excited for this young man, Chris, and as well as for the uh, LSU Fighting Tigers. Yeah, big, big, big exciting weekend, uh, for obviously for Jaden, but I think for Tiger fans uh, across the state, across the country, across the globe, for that matter. Um, just seeing a guy who, who really transformed himself. I think that's it's, – it's so similar to, you know, Joe's story here in 18 and 19 um, to what Jaden's been able to do from, from 22 to 23. And – and I felt like after about week eight, week nine, um, you know, it was 
it was going to be his his trophy to to lose. Frankly, I mean, nobody impacts a game uh, individually the way that that Jaden did time and time and time again. Um, you know, when you look at some of the games they won. Uh, where they had to outscore opponents, um, you don't win those games if you don't have Jaden Daniels as quarterback. And, you know, I've often said when people try to compare who should be the Heisman Trophy winner, um, you just watch him on film and you see how he, again, impacts a game, um, makes the right decisions, makes the right throws, makes accurate throws, knows when to pull it down and run, and then just like a gazelle outrun defenses even when they have angles. Um and then you look at the numbers. And so I think when you watch him on film, you watch him play, and then you actually add up the numbers, it was pretty evident. He was the best individual college football player in 2023. So well-deserved and um, really happy for him because he's, uh, he's a laid-back dude, got that West Coast vibe, never too high, never too low. And I think that was a big asset for him this year in a season that had some highs and some low lows from a team standpoint. Um, he never got rattled. And, uh, again, that's another similar um, asset to, for Jaden that I think Joe Burrow also possesses, which serves him well uh, now in the NFL. And hopefully that will uh, you know, carry over for, for Jaden when he moves on to the next level. There, you know, every player always has challenges, right, whether they're, they're physical stature or whatever it may be. The coaches point them out, and then it's incumbent upon the player to go do something about it. I really like what Brian Kelly said about him is that, you know, they sat down to head out in his conversations. He knew what some of his limitations were, and he just set out to, to improve in every one of those categories. And he did, even putting weight on uh, to make sure that he could take, um, I guess, the, the terror of, of an SEC defensive lineman. Uh, lineman. Yeah, I mean, I think most everybody, including myself, you know, when Jaden arrived on campus and we got a look at him during fall camp prior to last season, you know, we kind of thought, wow, is he going to be able to handle the wear and tear and the hits that you're going to take, um, you know, in the SEC? Um, you know, I mean, you just you just had this feeling that there were defensive ends and linebackers that were going to lick their chops to get a get a hit on Jaden Daniels just because of of his size. Um, and he was able to, to weather that storm last year. And to your point, you know, I've given uh, Coach Kelly in person a lot of credit. Um, talked about Mike Denbrock's uh, job at offensive coordinator and, and Joe Sloan, who handles quarterbacks. And, and Coach is quick to point out, yes, you know, all of those guys deserve a, a hand in this transformation uh, from last year to this year. But the ultimate goes to Jaden himself. Uh, they gave him a plan. Uh, as you said, they showed him his strengths. They showed him his weaknesses, and he had to go off in, in, in the offseason during spring ball and whenever he was by himself uh, to improve all of that uh, to become the player that he was. You know, I look back to the Ole Miss game in 2022 when I thought we might see him take a giant step forward, and to me that's when he started to trust his arm and, more importantly, I think trust his receivers. You know, in that game he really pushed the ball downfield and threw a lot of good one-on-one passes, 50-50 balls, and decided that you know he had a receiving core that more times than not was going to make the play. And I think all of that helped him go into the offseason. And nobody threw a better long ball in college football this year than Jaden Daniels. Again, watch the film, you'll see it. But then go watch the numbers. Um, you know, at one time yeah. this season, Pro Football Focus said he's – He's, he's the best long ball thrower in the league, and it's the highest rating they had given any quarterback 
since they had been keeping that statistic. So, yeah, kudos to Jaden. I mean, just going in, doing the work. I mean, you've heard Coach Kelly talk about having to change the, the, the change the lock system at football ops because Jaden wanted to get in there at 445 and 5 o'clock in the morning uh, to start his prep. And, and I want to say this, you know, we I, I was told prior to the season, look for Jaden to take a major step forward. And all of the things that the coaches and the people around the program were telling me were similar things I heard from Joe Burrow's jump from 18 to 19. And I remember saying prior to the season, you know, I'm looking forward to him really standing out this year, having no idea. And I would preface by saying, look, I'm not saying what he's going to do is what Joe Burrow did in 19. I'm just saying he is improving in those aspects that Joe improved in. So I think he'll be better off. And then lo and behold, here we are, or where he put up just incredible numbers, numbers that, that haven't been seen very often by anybody in college football. So um, it's, it's quite remarkable. Well, I'm going to ask you in a second about your, what you think is the most impressive stat. For me, what I liked about him is that he hardly threw any interceptions at all. I mean, you know, it was just it was amazing how scarce those were. And when they did ring his bell, I always loved that he got up off the ground and he had this huge smile on his face. It's though, dude, you're not getting the best of me. It's just not going to happen. And I loved it. Every time they, they zoomed in on him and he just he would get up and have that big smile on his face. Yeah, I think those two are actually what I was going to go to um, because I remember in 2022, you know, it was, it was kind of like we want to move the ball down the field. We've got some great receivers Let's go test some of these secondaries. But at the same time, he's very judicious with the football. Um, you know, yep. it was kind of like, do you want to get reckless with the ball uh, or do you want to be able to, to, you know, keep possession? Um, and, and that was kind of the, the, the tight line they were walking uh, through most of that season. And for him to come into this season and right out of the gate look to, to want to push the ball down the field, and yet with all the passing numbers he had – nearly 4,000 yards in the regular season, completing 72% of those and still only having four interceptions, two of which were really not on him. Uh, they were just great plays made by the defense, um, one of which when his receiver fell down in, in the opening game against Florida State, yeah. and one on the tip uh, later on in the season. Um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how, how he's been able to improve the passing game, put up these incredible numbers, uh, you know, throw for 40 touchdowns and yet only have four interceptions. I, I think that does to me is the, is the stat that stands out the most that he's still been able to be very secure with the football and still be aggressive. That's, that's hard to do in this game against SEC defenses. And then yes, the toughness, which again goes back to my earlier point that I just didn't know if he could stand the, the, the brutal hits that he was going to take, especially when you've got a dual threat quarterback that is going to have designed plays for him to run the football. Um, and, and again, he took some tough shots and as the old saying goes, took a licking and, and kept on ticking. And uh, as you said, with a smile on his face, I mean, it's hard to imagine that you can improve on these numbers, but I, I have to make this observation because the one thing, my one frustration, and it really wasn't about him. It was about how many balls our receiving core actually dropped. Um, there could be more touchdowns. There could be more yards. Because we went through bouts, if you recall, Chris, that it seems as though catching the football was becoming a challenge for us in some of these games. Oh, there certainly were games where you would point to a play that 
could have, you know, helped you build a bigger lead or help you get back in a game or, or ultimately help you win games uh, if you don't have some of those drops. And I think early on in the year, there was a concern that, you know, is, is this receiving group going to be able to catch the football reliably? And as it turned out, of course, you had uh, two named to uh, the Bolitnikoff final list or list, yeah. I should say, with Brian Thomas and obviously Malik Neighbors, who uh, without question was the best receiver in college football this year. But that's another story. Um, so ultimately, yes, the receivers did come around. Kudos to Kyron Lacey. And I'm not sure how much, uh, how healthy Mason Taylor was. I think he, you know, I, I think he was closer to 100% towards the end of the year, but I'm not sure the majority of the year he was uh, feeling 100%. Um, but yeah, they turned that around. And, you know, again, you're, you're right. You probably do have more than 40 touchdowns. Um, and, and there are some of that, those incompletions that, that certainly aren't on Jaden Daniels. And I think, again, when you go back to the film and watch games, you know, the throws that were made and the catches and plays that were made where the football had a very small window. There was only a, a two- to three-foot area where that ball had to be for the receiver to make a play with great defense. Um, it was time and time again. I mean, it was – you heard all the analysts talk about it. I mean, it's, you know, the long throws across the field, down the field – um, that he just put it, just dropped them in buckets. And how many touchdowns did we see this year with both Thomas, uh, neighbors, and even Chris Hilton at times where, you know, they're at full sprint and the ball just lands right in their lap over their shoulder. I mean, that's, uh, again, it's a great play and you get excited that, you know, LSU, you know, gets a huge gain or they get a touchdown. But when you go back and watch it, it's quite amazing actually at how he did what he did. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I, I did not think that I would make it through the season without hurting myself, jumping up out of the seat when it was one of these great plays being, being made. You know, at eight at age sixty five, it's it's a little ten, tenuous at best <laughs> when you're doing Wait. it moment after moment after moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, I, I think that goes to how important Jaden was to this team. I mean, there are several yeah. games you can point to where. I mean, there was no margin for error. I mean, you got into a second half, and it was like, guys, we have to score every possession. And there were games where he did it and games where he almost did it, um, just time and time again. And, you know, the the efficiency of this offense, to me, is what's most impressive, and it all starts uh, with your signal caller and the guy who delivers the football, and that's Jaden Daniels, and that's why he's the 2023 Heisman. The thing, too, and, I, and I, uh, I forgot what sports writer actually mentioned it, but uh, in reviewing a series of games, he was saying that a lot of times that Jaden started out with not the best field position either. And when you were making this comparison amongst quarterbacks uh, as they started to formulate, you know, who was going to kind of be um, the, the, the folks that are, um, are finalists for the Heisman and you begin to break down film and look at this, he's, he said, you know, it was a situation where they had long, long sustained drives, uh, probably more so than most. Yeah, I think, again, it, it depends on which lens you want to look through uh, as to which quarterback in that final list going into the Heisman uh, or those players altogether. Of course, Harrison was in there as well as one of the four finalists as a receiver. Yeah. You could go in and look through different lenses. Is it total yards? Is it touchdowns to interceptions? Is it completion percentage? Uh, all of those things. I think, you know, Jaden had a couple of advantages. One, uh, his pa- passing numbers was on par 
with the other two quarterbacks in the finalist list. You could give Jaden a couple of edges in some and uh, Penix and, and Nick's a couple of advantages in others. And then you had to throw in the fact that, you know, no, none of the other quarterbacks came close to a thousand yards rushing. And, you know, Jaden had 1134 and 10 rushing touchdowns. So to me, that gave him the advantage. But again, I think you're, that, that sports writer was right on the point in that, you know, how many drives did they have to go 75, 85 yards? And if they don't score with that possession, they don't win the football game. Uh, and it's multiple times uh, where they were just churning up yards and, and doing it. You know, we got to joke about it a lot on the radio because you always hear the two-minute drill. Well, LSU got pretty fantastic in the less-than-one-minute drill. Uh, on a number of yeah. occasions, spanning yeah. 60, 75, and 85 yards. So it, um, I, I think there were too many reasons to give it to Jaden Daniels that it was it was pretty obvious that, that he should be the winner. And, and, and I think that point uh, is, is one of the big factors in it. Chris, if you would, for the listening audience, put this in context as to what it means for the university, recruiting, and just the overall marketing. And, and then, you know, you, we have this new horizon with NIL. It's got to be huge, huh? Oh, it's, uh, yeah, I don't think you can put a dollar figure on it. I mean, from a standpoint of the exposure for the university and certainly the athletic department, and then more specifically, you know, Coach Kelly's football program. I mean, this this last two weeks on the buildup to the Heisman, once the, the semifinalists, then the finalists, and then this past week leading up to the ceremony on this past Saturday night, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's unimaginable how much exposure in all uh, forms of media that, that LSU got out of this. And, you know, again, it, it says a lot for coming to play quarterback at LSU. I mean, when I arrived here in 2015, we talked a lot about, you know, all the, the great defensive backs, obviously at DBU. We talked about incredible linebackers, receivers who have, you know, set records and are playing well in the NFL. And it was always as if, you know, that team was great. They were just missing the right quarterback uh, to make something happen. And so here we are with two Heisman quarterbacks in, in a span of five years. And once again, I think it gives coach Kelly and his staff the ability to go out from coast to coast. And whether it's a freshman, whether it's a transfer portal player and say, this is what can be accomplished being quarterback at LSU. Um, and it doesn't hurt that, again, I think Malik Neighbors was clearly the best receiver in college football. He got a ton of exposure by being a finalist for the Bolitnikoff. Brian Thomas Jr. was named uh, to the list uh, several weeks ago. I think all of that creates a great story, a great narrative, if you will, uh, for this staff moving forward when it comes to recruiting not just quarterbacks and not just receivers. Uh, but anybody uh, that wants to, that has the ability and the skill and the talent uh, to play at this highest level of college football. And then you throw in the NIL deal. I mean, who doesn't know who Jaden Daniels is as we sit here yeah. today? Um, <laughs> whether you're a college exactly. football fan or not, you know Jaden Daniels. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate the time, the insight. What a great year it was. And uh, one more game to go. And, you know, speculation, does he play or does he not? <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Uh, but thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. Anytime. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay.
All righty, sir. Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Folks, this week, one of my favorite shows coming up. I will be at H2O Salon and Spa for Toys for Tots. I'll have the opportunity to interview some of the young members of the Marine Corps uh, that come out every year. And I am so thoroughly impressed uh, by um, these young warriors that defend our country each and every day. We appreciate their service. And we over the years, have, we really appreciate the giving of our community. So if you can come by, we'll be there from 10 to 1, but you can drop it off at any time before. We set up around 9 o'clock, and we'll be there till much later. An unwrapped gift for a child who otherwise is not going to get a gift. Uh, and it's such a meaningful program. We have such a good time. It's really such a joy being out there on, on Wednesday. Look forward to it. Hope you come by, say hello, blow the horn. They'll come out to your car. You, you can just stop right out front, pop your trunk if that's where it is, or in the back seat. We'll grab it. The uh, members of the Marine Corps will grab the gifts. And uh, we want to just thank you in advance uh, for your giving attitude that you have each and every year. It's been a huge success every year, and we hope that it'll be a success this year as well. And my other favorite show of the year is actually on December 24th, and we'll be doing it um, again uh, this year, that Monday, uh, right, before, I mean, that, excuse me, Friday before Christmas, we will have Santa Claus. Uh, and we'll be uh, in studio with Santa Claus, and we are really looking forward to that as well. Uh, Christmas is on a on a on a uh, Monday, so we'll be there Friday, December 22nd with Santa Claus. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Folks, when we come back after the top of the news break, we will visit with Rafael Goyeneche, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. We'll be talking about juvenile crime, the juvenile system. We'll also talk about the OIG report uh, relative to the handling of the uh, internal in investigation relative to NOPD officer Jeffrey Vappi. And then in the 12 o'clock hour, we'll visit with Guy Williams. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 